Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is sponsored by fine people like Tom. This is Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast. Don't put your boys in the army, Mrs. Ward, the idol race. Put Your Boys in the Army, Mrs. Ward is the 10th track, third song on side two of the first Idol Race album, The Birthday Party, released in September 1968. In 1989, Gil wrote in Face the Music fanzine number six, Lucky Man just sort of runs out to make way for the ominous anti-military song, Don't Put Your Boys in the Army, Mrs. Ward. A march tempo complete with gunfire and shell sound effects. A dire warning to all mothers never to sign away the lives of their sons to the war machine. Was this influenced by the contemporary troubles in Vietnam? Actually sounds to be rooted in the Second World War and certainly seems to acknowledge the witty writings of Noel Coward. Borrowing unashamedly from the title of his song, Don't Put Your Daughters on the Stage, Mrs. Worthington. Don't do that. Don't do that. Thanks, Mick. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And every album needs a stinker. Oh. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's this one. Don't put your boys in the army, Mrs. Ward. (laughs) Not because of the message, Mm -hmm. but it's just not that much of a song. Now, one thing I have noticed is that in a lot of 60s albums, they had to do the War is Bad song. Yeah. Unfortunately, they rarely got beyond War is Bad, (laughs) which I've never really heard. Well, I have heard some arguments against that, but not by people I like to talk with very much. Because, to tell you the truth, most generals and officers in the Army and Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Space Force, most of the higher-ups there don't like war. Rarely do you get somebody like Custer who just likes to throw men at things and <laughs> throw men at bullets and uh, let them die. Or arrows, um, yeah. Yeah, usually, a lot of times, they like preparing for defending the country, but they don't really like going to war. Uh, Well, McNamara was your other exception there, who just wanted to play with his toys in another country Mm. and made an excuse. Yeah. But for the most part, everybody knows war is bad. So when it comes to a song about war, it's usually best to do something else. Now, 
I can't really fault Jeff Lynne too much because the biggest stinker off of Pink Floyd's A Saucer Full of Secrets was Roger Waters' first song to make it to an album, which was Corporal Clay. was also about as shallow an anti-war song as this one. <laughs> if you're going to do a song about war, then usually it's best to do it from the eyes of a soldier or how bad things are in the battlefield or tell a story, get really creative. I'm not talking about the patriotic stuff that pops up whenever we need to dehumanize the other side. <sighs> yeah. I'm talking about people actually writing real songs about it, like Sabaton, whose career is basically doing songs about historical battles, or you got Iron Maiden with the Trooper, where, yeah, it's not exactly glorifying what happens. And you know it's a lot of metal bands go for it, because, well, if you're going to do a song about war, you might as well have <laughs> something loud enough to go along with it. <laughs> yeah. But, no, this one... I mean, the one thing I do like about it is it's very British, and you got that wry British sense of humor, that barely hidden sarcasm, yeah. that you know what they're trying to get across. But unfortunately, it doesn't go anywhere, and the only fortunate thing, which is also kind of an unfortunate thing, is the song's over before it pretty much even gets into anything. <laughs> the sound effects don't do anything for it, and... I would have expected more. I mean, I think that's why I didn't care for this one is because with the other songs that are on here uh, that deal with some very touchy subjects, deal with them well, I expected more. Yeah, I can understand that. What I do like is that we've got an album of silly psychedelic stuff, pop chart-friendly psychedelic stuff. You get your obvious top 40 hit that's full of strings. And then... This comes in. It's a, I, I don't know, a, a slow polka, a waltz. In a march. The of all, all this, a march? Yeah. Okay. It's a march. It took me until today because I really, really had to listen. Because it sounds like there's a couple of clarinets that play the riff that weaves in and out of the song. <laughs> but it's a keyboard. And I thought it was a nice change to have something that sounds that sounds like a clarinet here in what is a psychedelic rock band. I like the song, but you're not wrong. There's really not much to it. It's a simple song. It's okay. But I do think there is some smarts to at least the words of the song. In the late 60s, pretty much everybody did a song that was basically F the military. And if you just look at the title of the song, Don't Put Your Boys in the Army, Mrs. Ward, then you're probably going to think it's another one of those. Don't Put Boys in the Army, Mrs. Ward. It's run by monsters who will teach your sweet little boys how to be blind killing machines or bullet stoppers. The military is awful. But I think Jefflin avoids that. He does a smart thing where Jefflin brings in the ghosts of all the people who died in wars saying, oh, you should not have done that. I mean, if you love your boys and you want to be with them for a long time, you probably shouldn't have signed them up against their will to join the military. Because I'm going to guess, and I'm putting words in a lot of dead people's mouths, that anybody who's died in a war, if they could come back and talk, they'd probably say, you know, I 
really kind of wish I had lived to see my 30s and after. So I can see where the ghosts of the dead would come to Mrs. Ward and say, Oh man, you shouldn't have ought to done that. I think that saves it from another one of those. The military is full of monsters. They're just baby killers. The military's awful. Which, I'm a liberal hippie freak, and I think that's really kind of extreme to just label yeah. everybody in the military as a killing monster. Anybody who willfully joins the military is a better person than me, because I could never do it. First of all, cut my hair and give up naps? I'd be laying in a pool of my own urine in the fetal position on the back of the bus to basic training, so... Well, to be honest with you, especially these days, I mean, even in the past sometimes, you got somebody who is really interested in going in and just murdering people. I Yes, the Group W bench. They don't let them in. Yes. At, at some point they say, you know what, this isn't for you. What I've heard since I didn't serve either is even during wartime, it's 90% standing around waiting for something to happen, and then all of a sudden something happens, and it's over, and unfortunately, it's over. For some people, well, yeah, it's. I think it's over for everybody. Whether you die or not, physically or mentally maimed, you don't come out of a war whistling a happy tune. No, you don't. And if you, you do, you probably should get serious psychiatric help, because something snapped inside your gourd. What gets me, though, is mother signing up her kids for the army? Uh, that was weird. Um, because you typically know, you gotta go in yourself and get lied to by the recruiter. And, yeah. uh, not your mom. Your mom's usually the one saying, I'm not gonna let you go. It, yes, yes. This Idol Race song reminded me of a song from 1917 called America Hears My Boy by George Wilton Ballard. And chorus. America, I raise a boy for you. America, you'll find him strong and true. Place a gun upon his shoulder. He is ready to die or do. America, he is my only one. My hope, my pride, and joy. But if I had another, he would march beside his brother. America, here's my boy. The first verse of the Idle Ray song reminds me of the whole America, Here's My Boy song. Because, and I'm going to guess this was written by the War Propaganda Department of America during World War One. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's Lyrically about a, and message-wise, it's horrible. It's definitely it not is. a George Cohen song. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it is about a mother who with just over brimming with glee yes you can have my son send him off to france and fight in the trenches against the germans i am more than happy to do this and if he had a brother i'd send him with him too as a matter of fact i'm going to start pumping out boy children so that i can send them off into the wood chipper of war and i'll be happy to do it yeah and i can't think of any mother at all well, she may be proud that her son is a soldier and is fighting the Nazis and, the, and oh, whoever the this, enemy this is. This would have been that one-horned devil, the Kaiser. The Kaiser, yes, and that <laughs> yeah. is the Kaiser. They may be proud for their boy fighting, but I I highly doubt, unless your boy's a real asshole, that you are just delirious. This is great. My boy's going to be in the middle of gunfire and bombs dropping and grenades. Here, have him. Take him. Especially World War One, because oh, God, wood chipper yes. is a great description of World War One. 
where yeah. you're just tearing up thousands of people. They knocked out an entire generation of Europeans practically in that stupid war. Yeah. Going back and forth over a couple miles of ground that now, because of that, over 100 years later, you still can't grow on. It was a mess, and Europe is still feeling the consequences of it to this day. And the hippies chanting, peace, peace, peace. Gene Shepard brought this up in one of his radio shows from the 60s. Well, of course everybody wants peace. <laughs> I mean, saying you want peace now and forever is kind of like saying chocolate cake now and forever. Who doesn't want chocolate cake now and forever? I think the problem is people have different interpretations of peace, and some people are willing to kill other people to get their interpretation of peace. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're not pro-war. We understand why the sacrifices have to be made sometimes, because there's pieces of garbage out there that think they can build up their military and go out and kill people. Sure, it's, it's basically a bigger dick contest. Exactly. Leaders with tiny penises want to show that they're big men and send other people to go get killed, take up their fight and die. That's why we need our military. But I just wish we didn't use our military to waste time in other places. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Liberal hippie freak me agrees with that. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and I think Jeff Lynn, he hasn't done any other anti-war songs after this, but I think that's Uh, got it out of the way. Oh, Kiyama, yeah, yeah, Kiyama yeah. was, but lyrically, yeah, Kiyama's so much better, because that's talking about the consequences of war orphans and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, and then he has to go tell the orphan, yeah, I killed your parents, but it was war. Yeah. So that's got to be the darkest freaking thing Jeff Lynn has ever written. Yeah, but that is more what I was expecting from this. Mm-hmm. And if somebody from England can tell me if your parents could actually sign you up for the military. I know there was compulsory service back then, or there still is, I think. I'm not sure. There mm-hmm. used to be, I know, just like yeah. there used to be here. But I don't know if your parents could actually say, okay, I'm sick of your crap. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get you out of here and go, just, just go chase bullets. And one last thing, it kind of plays on the title for that Noel Coward song. But the No Coward song is nothing like this. It's about somebody telling their, their mother, don't put your fat daughter on a stage. Don't make her a star. She's not really that good or that pretty. She's a bit of an ugly duckling, you must honestly confess. And the width of her seat would surely defeat her chances of success. On my knees, Mrs. Worthington, please, Mrs. Worthington, don't put your daughter on the stage. Completely different subject matter, even if they did. Yeah, kind of and even more the controversial these days. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> People should go listen to that. And then it's like, wow. And cancel Noel Coward. <laughs> well, he's going to be upset about that. Got something to say about Mrs. Ward? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. This is the army, Mr. Jones. Here's a special message to all young men of 17. Listen to this. Right now, you can join the Army, Navy, or Marine Corps, Aviation, and Listed Reserve. If you want to be an Army flyer, join the Reserve now and continue your school or job until you're 18. And then you'll start training to become a pilot, navigator, or bombardier. Talk to your parents about this. You must have their permission. You can receive full information and printed literature by writing or visiting your nearest Army Aviation Cadet Examining Board or Naval Office of Procurement. Any Army, Navy, or Marine recruiting station will tell you how to find it. 
Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra podcast channel, to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELOpod or PayPal using the podcast's email address. Or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932, Superior, Arizona 85173. Next week, Pie in the Sky. 